Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. Jesus warns about performative righteousness in Matthew chapter 6, verses 1-24. through 24. Let's listen to find out how to be helpful while being spiritually healthy. So, here we are, and Jesus has given us, given us this clear warning in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. Very clear. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. Let's say very quickly that this isn't simply about not doing things in public, okay? What he's saying is don't do it just for those reasons. Is that, does that make sense? Don't, don't do it just for that reason. Um, he's not saying let every good thing we do be done in secret. He is saying let's not the good we do uh, be for the point of public recognition. That's why Jesus will say multiple times, if that's what you're doing, you already have your reward. In other words, you, you wanted people to notice? Cool, people notice. You, you've got it, okay? And, and that's a real danger in the context we're in now, that people do what they do so they can walk through this time or out of this time as heroes. And Jesus uh, wants to get right to the core of us so that we really get what he's given us and that the gift is good to us, the gift is good through us, and the gift comes back to him um, as thanksgiving and praise. And so he doesn't want us to have this, this sort of fake righteousness that is about people praise, praising us because that's a, that's a, that's a fleeting reward. And what he wants us to have is eternal reward. And so <clears throat> after giving a very clear warning, uh, in, in verse two, uh, he, uh, he begins by saying, you know, what I call the wind phrases, W H E N. In verse two, when you give to the needy, you know, um, and then in verse five, when you pray and in verse 16, when you fast. All right. He's telling us here. These are these are clear spiritual expectations. These are clear spiritual disciplines. These are valid points of worship and service. And so we ought to understand that the corrupted flesh can corrupt them. An evil enemy can assault them. And, you know, if in chapter five, he's saying, don't ignore the moral law, but pursue it from the right motive and the right reason, the right space. He's now saying, don't miss the point of these good gifts. Okay. And don't think I'm saying, I, I no longer expect you to use these good gifts. When you give, when you fast, when you pray, um, get, get to the right heart of the matter, exercise the right action out of the right heart. So what does Jesus say about each one of these? When you pray, don't do it for, for public notice. Okay. Again, he is not saying don't ever pray in public. He is clearly saying don't let the point of your praying be so that people, uh, praise you for praying. Or notice you for praying, applaud you for praying. Um, when we give, don't give so that people applaud us. It, and it's okay if people show gratitude. It's not that we can't receive gratitude. It's not that we can't receive um, some praise from someone for 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 helping them out. Um, I, I'll tell you a prime story. Um, 
it's kind of embarrassing. Last week, a friend called me and um, and said, "Hey, I I have I have uh, some extra money, and I really want to buy some people some groceries, and and um, and I just honestly don't have anybody in my circle in need. I know you know a lot of people. Would you um, would you uh, let me buy the groceries and and you take them to somebody in need? And and I said I'd be glad to and. And I said, and I told him honestly, I said, no one has specifically reached out to me right now, but I know a couple of families who always are, you know, food poor. And, um, and, uh, so this friend went to the store, got a bunch of stuff, met me at our offices, put it in the back of my minivan. And, and, um, later that day, uh, I carried, you know, groceries to a couple families. And, uh, the person was just thanking me and, and, and actually I, I was starting, I was getting ready to say this gift is anonymous, but I changed my mind. I said, I said, well, I said, it's anonymous so far as people are concerned. So far as people are concerned. I said, this gift comes to you from God. This gift comes from God. Now I would like for you to give praise and thankfulness to God. And they said, well, I'd love to send one. Well, one, one person, person said, I'd love to send the person God used. You see, they understood the person God used. I'd love to send them a thank you card. Uh, I don't have to know who it is. If you, you know, if you let me write it, I'll get it to them. And, um, I said, they said, um, no recognition is necessary. All right. So here I was, I was, I was actually nothing more than ATM. All right. God had downloaded something to somebody and that somebody was sharing it with somebody else. Okay. And I was just the delivery mechanism. And the person was profusely thanking me. Um, and you know, I, it was a little embarrassing, but it wasn't overwhelmingly embarrassing because I understood what was going on. Um, and, and I told him, I said, Hey, I, I, I didn't do this. God did this. And the person, that he used, it was still God. You know, they were an ATM. I'm an ATM. So give glory to God. Um, and, uh, um, I'm friends with the person on Facebook who, who received the groceries. And not too long after that, I noticed on Facebook, they had given glory to God and said, thank you, God, for this, this person you sent. Well, when you think about giving, um, there, there are times where it's totally okay to stand back and create some, some, uh, some, um, layers of an anonymity. Right. And there's also times where you can be upfront and deliver, you know, deliver the good gift yourself that, you know, God has given to you, that he's moving through you to someone else. Either way, Either way, whatever capacity it happens, if, if you're doing it with anonymity or if you're doing it in person, the point is to know that um, just as Psalm 24, 1 says, all good gifts come from above. I mean, excuse me. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and everyone who dwells upon it. I was thinking James 1, all good gifts come from above. All right. The point is. We, we don't own anything. God owns everything. And if he, and if he puts something in our hand to give, right? The point is we're the ATM. We're the, we're the forklift. We're the, we're the, we're the 18 wheeler. Um, we're, we're just a delivery service. And 
we praise God for the gift and we praise God for the recipient and we praise God that he would want us involved in his distribution program. What an honor. And so what we want to do is have humble gratitude before God, humble service before men, reflective, reflective thanks. So if they thank us, we don't have to be embarrassed by it. It is embarrassing many times. We don't have to be. What we do is say, hey, thank you for your kindness. All glory to God. All gratitude to God. Right. That's what Jesus is, is saying. Like this, this isn't about us. And in this, in this time of crisis, if our faith has only ever been shallow, it won't serve us. But if our faith has had substance while all this is going on, we lean back into the substance and we have a very gratifying relationship with God. Like if you're, let's go to praying now. Let's try to illustrate praying a little bit. Jesus said, when you pray, verse six, you uh, must not be like the hypocrites for they stand, they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they might be seen by others. Okay, it's not to say that praying in church um, out loud in front of people is wrong. It's to say that when we pray at church out loud in front of others for the sake of feeling good about ourselves or for the sake of other people feeling good about us, then it becomes wrong. Right. So imagine this is a I, I know nobody, nobody under the hearing of my voice is like this. Right. I, I know I'm the only one. I'm the only bad person. Right. Um, but imagine that person who only ever prays when they're at church, you know, whether they're an usher or, or they're part of a Sunday school class or a Bible study group and uh, their prayer life is is very readily activated when someone calls on them in a circle. But let's say that's all of their prayer life, okay? So how is their prayer life serving them during this time of crisis when there's no large gatherings, no one, no other person there to push the button and said, you know, hey, uh, hey, fella, hey, lady, I want you to pray. Then their prayer life isn't serving them. You see that their prayer life, you know, go back to giving, imagine a person who, you know, loves for everyone to see they've dropped their gift into the offering plate. But now we're, we're, we're sending checks by the mail. And the only one that knows it is the, the sanctified soul who, who, who handles the, the church or the, the ministry business. Right. And there's, there's, there's nobody to show off to. You know, imagine how empty that giving is. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? See, crisis can help us discover whether we've sort of been that shallow person of, of, of symbols or that sincere person of substance. And that, that, that's what Jesus is getting to the point with all of this. And also with fasting, you know, when you fast, he says in verse 16, when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. Wow. And he gets right to the heart of this in verse 17. When you fast, anoint your head and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. There's this idea that we can do, uh, you know, you know, not many, not many folks fast these days uh, in comparison, in 
in, uh, as just relative to the to the Jewish culture. But you can easily see how someone would have some messed up hair and a gaunt look, and you know, you know, oh Tim, why are you so forlorn today? I'm fasting. I'm holy. You should recognize my holiness. Right? Is that to say it's never right to tell somebody you're fasting? Again, the point is, if you're fasting to get recognition from men, then when they give you the recognition, you have received the reward of your fasting. But if your fasting is to have a closer commune with God, right, then it's not about people noticing you. You see what I'm saying? And do you see how these times can show us what has substance and what doesn't? Now, if you don't fast, let me just recommend a book to you. Fasting for Spiritual Breakthrough by Elmer Towns. You can find it very easily for not much money, all kinds of places. It's sold. Just go to the interweb. You can find it. Um, and I won't get into Maybe, maybe sometime you'd like to hear a series on fasting or something, but I won't get into it right now. The point is, whether you're giving, praying, or fasting, if you're doing it for folks, then when folks recognize you, you have, excuse me, you have that reward. Excuse me. And so uh, finally, I want to read this passage in closing and make a couple more comments about it. Uh, I didn't read this so far. Um, beginning at Matthew 6. Verse 19, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye of the lamp, uh, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And I want to close with that for just a couple minutes here. I want to close with that because there's this incredible concept that gets revealed here. And I think it pertains to giving and to fasting and to praying and to our whole spiritual walk. The concept that I believe that is embedded in these closing verses uh, of what we're going to handle uh, right now is that the heart is a movable object. Verse 21 makes that really clear. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. All right. Um, your affections will follow what you treasure. So in uh, spiritually substantive terms. If we treasure God, then there will be substance in our giving and fasting and praying. Right? But if we treasure ourselves or if we treasure notoriety or praise from men, then it will not have, it will have a very fleeting and shallow uh, type of substance. And so, uh, during this time, why I believe this passage again is so important in the context of where we are in these days where we're experiencing is, um, one, they again can show us who we really are, but two, we can be discovering right now that we've been focused on some really wrong stuff. We've been treasuring some things and our hearts have gone to it. Now those things are being pulled away and our hearts are ill at ease. It's time to move our hearts. 
It's time for us to treasure the things of God like we have ever before or maybe we haven't in a long time and let and let our hearts be shifted to the Lord. Now to do that, we're going to have to check our motives and motivations. We're going to have to get to the heart of matter and we're going to have to discover the substance of praying, the substance of fasting and the substance of giving. And we're going to have to receive that as a gift from God. So we might have to fast and pray and give a lot of time to God so that out of that, we'll know how to fast and pray and give a lot in every direction. That is the end of our teaching for today. I pray that the Holy Spirit uses this to strengthen your relationship with the Lord. Join us next week as we move forward in our study on the Sermon on the Mount. Have you ever thought about visiting our website? It's lightsteps.live. Go visit the website. Find links to our daily devotions. Find access to the books the ministry has written. And also find a space that you can donate and a place that you can contact the ministry to share your questions or your prayer requests with us. We can't wait to hear from you. That's lightsteps.live. Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. Tim Bose is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club.